We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I can't believe how soft and docile my neighbors have become. I want the South Buffalo of the 80s back, not all these windy candy asses that call themselves my neighbors. Screw your speed bumps, watch your kids and call the cops. If someone's speeding or better yet, stand in the street and confront them, you know, act like a man. It's always sunny in South Buffalo. A Q42 production with Drew Gear and Iman Azizi. nothing like advocating for violence against your neighbors because someone's breaking the speed limit. Like, if, if that doesn't scream South Buffalo, I don't know what does. I really don't know what does. Guys, I'm Drew Gear. that's Iman Azizi, and this is the Always Sunny in South Buffalo podcast. We're here talking about Buffalo, talking about barbecue, talking about life. And, you know, along the way... A few drinks will be had, some laughs oh, yeah. will be shared. We got a lot to talk about. But first of all, that's hilarious because that's iconic as far as what South Buffalo is. And the next door app, why it's worth <laughs> reading every morning. <laughs> Guys, I want you to take this in. There is a guy who lives not far from Iman Azizi who wants you to, instead of getting speed bumps, right? People are speeding, they're driving dangerously. Instead of installing speed bumps, Let's fight our neighbors. Like we did in the 80s. Do you want to know the sad thing? I've done this. <laughs> so he's right. Walter's right. Now let's talk about this. <laughs> Always Sunny in South Buffalo, a Buffalo podcast. It came about because we were sitting here now, you and I, co-owners of the Q42 Barbecue Company. Yep. With uh, Reed Ferguson, Bill's Long Snapper, and your wife, Bridget. Bridget is easy. Oh, it's Bridget Thornton. Oh, Bridget Thornton. T- don't, I don't let anybody take... No, nobody wants my last name. <laughs> so, they don't get stopped, so they don't get stopped in line at the airport? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> we don't, guys, for those of you who might be put off by that, she and I joke about it constantly. Yeah. It's, my it's, nickname at the airport's a random back check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they start talking to you and they're like, wait a minute, you're an Orioles fan? What the hell? <laughs> like, why are you so white? <laughs> 
So the thing, the funny thing is, so they now live in South Buffalo. South Buffalo was the birthplace of Q42 Barbecue. Yep. And then through this process of us becoming friends and then getting closer and becoming business partners, we realized South Buffalo has played a role in pretty much all of our lives. When Chris had his apartment in South Buffalo, he'll tell you it's West Seneca, but the producer of my Bills podcast, The Rock Power Report, Chris Kruger, will have you believe that it was technically, quote unquote, West Seneca, but Iman, you've been there. It's it's South Buffalo. Yeah. If he's, is he near the creek? You're walking distance to the Blackthorn. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, in South, South Buffalo. Bu- that's South Buffalo. Don't, don't put lipstick on a pig no. here. So when he lived, when Chris lived there, Reed Ferguson spent his time on the practice squad living with Chris. I lived on Tifton Hopkins for years. And the stories that I have, which many of you will be subjected to through this podcast, it's they're, they're amazing. Iman now lives in South Buffalo. And South Buffalo was the birthplace of Q42 Barbecue. Yeah, making it in the, making it in the little kitchen there and making a hand <laughs> bottle in it. <laughs> South Buffalo, it kind of, and if you, I think that's common amongst Buffalonians. A lot of people will look back and go, you know, I spent a little bit of time living in South Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to have friends. and I used to go hang out down there. So how many people do you run into from Tonawanda who, if you mention Doc Sullivan's, they go, oh, yeah, that place. Yeah, it's it's when he, when I mention I live there, people are a little surprised because we're 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 transplants to the city. And so they just can't believe we were able to get a house and not have our family like give it to us in some way so here's what so so the the idea for the podcast is we're going to tell buffalo stories we're going to talk about things going on here in buffalo we're going to talk about local cooking we're going to talk about a lot of things we've got interviews lined up but for tonight first of all we open the show with these next door at posts holy shit this guy (laughs) so he wants the south buffalo of the 80s back what what south buffalo the 80s you know the ones where like what like I'm just picturing angry white guys and beaters shaking their fists going they took our they took our street that still goes on it's just, of course it does it's just not as prevalent it's there I, here's here's what I love this concept that all of this anger stand in the street get block traffic and confront that guy like a man over the installation of a speed bump yeah now Jim Gaffigan is a really funny bit about speed bumps uh, he was talking about this idea that he understands why parents would fight for that. But at the same time, what a horrific reminder every time that parent has to go over the speed bump of being like, oh, that was my child at one point. <laughs> like, that's not great. This is a terrible idea. Also, I personally, unfortunately, and see, this is why, like, I, I the thing I always joke about is how if you stay, if you're in Buffalo for long enough, whether you lived there or not, spent a year there, spent a weekend there, there's a little South Buffalo in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I confronted a neighbor. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but it was one of those things where the guy, I lived on a street that was from his house to the stop sign, which was near my house. It was less than a quarter mile, but he had to hit 70 on his way from his driveway to the stop sign. And there was, there's children, there's kids out playing in the street. Now, this was before I even had children of my own, but Iman, you know me. Mm-hmm. I, especially when I've had a cocktail, I, I just, there's a lot of things I tend not to leave alone. That's like, that's like not putting the shopping cart away. Yes. It's the same principle. You're doing something that's disruptive to everybody. Mm-hmm. And when you live in a community and like, 
South Buffalo is a tight, tight, tightly knit little community. There's two cars that do that on my street right now that I could tell you exactly what they look like, and I hate those guys. And see, so what I did was I, t- I took a walk down there with the intent of having a civil conversation with them. Never mind the fact that I've had a few beers, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to go talk to him because I see him come home, and I go, I remember when he left. All right, I'll go talk to him. And that civil conversation never materialized. Like, And I'd like to think, like, I'd like to stand here in front of you and say that I took the high road and then took the low road, but that's not how this story goes. I knocked on the guy's door. He came to the door, and I told him, I go, you're, you're the guy with the silver charger. I see it in your driveway. You fly past my house all the time. There's children. You know, I did the whole thing. And he was like, so what do you want me to do about it? Iman, the fact that I'm here at your doorstep telling you to stop speeding should tell you what I want you to do about it, right? Yeah. Like, what what, what would your reaction be in that scenario? A neighbor approaches you about a problem. If if I'm being the asshole. <laughs> then you're the asshole yeah. if I have to come confront you if, about this. If it's gotten to this point, I've, I've done something where I'm, I'm the asshole in this situation. Or there's a big misunderstanding. So I'm sorry, sir, I had diarrhea. All week. If anything. Anything yeah. would have been better than what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. And I don't know why, but that phrase just set me off. And I don't know the exact words, but I do know that I, I basically laid out how my intent was to go to Home Depot. I was like, it's going to cost me $75 to take care of this. I'm going to go to Home Depot. I'm going to buy 50, feet of, 50 to 75 feet of garden hose, a cinder block, and a whole box of nails. I'm going to make a homemade spike strip, and the next time I hear your stupid fucking car coming, I'm going to throw it across the street and watch you barrel roll out into French Road. And then it turned into a car. Did you just threaten me? And I was like, whoops, this did not go the way I anticipated. I should probably exit stage left. <laughs> and I just walked away. <laughs> I think that's a smart move. Well, you made your point. Yeah, here. but did I? Well, did he do it again? No. He drove the other way out of the neighborhood. Perfect. <laughs> See, now that's a South, that is a South Buffalo. There's a little bit of South Buffalo in all of us. Mm-hmm. There really is, guys. It's, it's so funny when you see these things on the Nextdoor app and then you start talking about them. Like, Nextdoor app is a mess. My wife won't let me join ours. She yeah, has forbidden shouldn't. me from participating because she knows it'll just be more of this. It's for entertainment only. <laughs> Don't engage. So with that in mind, I love everything about what goes on in South Buffalo. It's almost like my way of keeping a barometer on this. Your next door at post is how we keep tabs on the temperature yep. of the neighborhood of South Buffalo. Yep. <sighs> and now that we're going to get into making new products and things like that for Q42. I think it's only natural we do it in South Buffalo. That's it. Like That's where this thing was born and love it or hate it. Like It's a rough neighborhood, but what do you want? It's got character. I love the place. Who would think things like what we're making come out of that that little street? I know. And that's what I love about this. Now, guys, this week, Q42 hosted its first barbecue competition. Like we, We produced it. It was in the village of Lancaster. It was incredible. And yet most of you just saw the vignettes on social media and the, you know, our hits on the news and things like that. I, I wanted to talk to you, Iman, because this is, we, we, I mean, we kind of debrief, but I think we both got whiskey drunk real fast after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cause, cause channel two day. was like, the channel two guy was like, hey, send me pics. And I didn't see that till like midnight. The channel two guy used, <laughs> guys, the, the channel two shows up and they talk to us about this barbecue event. They go, oh, you guys are the, you guys put this on? Oh, let's, let's, let's talk to you a little bit. And he's got wacky puns and he's trying to get us into it. And I gave what I thought were thoughtful responses. I had night. <laughs> like everyone who was listening to me speak was giving me thumbs up like, oh man, you're killing it. 
Instead, what they use is 30 seconds of Reed Ferguson, because obviously they use the football player, and then they pivot to him, which I guess I understand, talking about how there's a vacuum in Western New York for good barbecue and good barbecue competition, and we look to fill that. That's how, that's how you and I work well together. You can carnival bark all day. I'll sit there and figure out the three lines that Channel 2 is going to pick. And then the worst part, though, the worst part isn't even that I didn't get on TV. It's that the whole time I'm making fucking crazy eyes. I have the craziest look on my face while I'm staring. It's like there's someone you're talking and I'm staring off into the distance, nodding like like there's someone on the wing of a plane telling me I should open the exit door. That's the look I had on my face. The animated GIF that Chris made is incredible. Wait, Chris, you made a GIF of that? Oh, no. Damn it. That's going to be so good all season. So all of the highs and lows of the day, if you had to, a high and a low, what were yours in terms of producing a state competition like that? The high was seeing everybody into it and having a good time. And they're not like they're they're competing, but everyone was just really happy to be there. Yeah. Which I, when you're putting on an inaugural event, you never done this before in this town and to see people that happy and into it and not just talking about a cash prize or they were just happy to be out there cooking, having fun. That was the win. The low for me was I got to remember to eat during the day. <laughs> I hit like three o'clock and I was like, I haven't eaten anything. So I just went to the uh, scrap table after everyone was done judging. <laughs> Wait, so you picked through the, the steak scraps? <laughs> that was the low point? Because, yeah, well, I, I was eating leftovers. Because I was tabulating. I, I didn't know what was what. All I saw were numbers. Put the numbers in. Because you were, you were helping to manage the judging table serving the meats. I was over there getting all the numbers in. Really, it's been six hours since I've had anything to eat. And I've had a few beers. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Do you know this is how I live? This is the like you, what you're describing right now is my natural just state. Yeah. So I had a honey bun or whatever from Tops to kind of get me over the hump. For me, the, I'll start with the low point. The low point for me was fighting with your wife. Yeah. Not even fighting, just yelling at, which she, which she accepted. <laughs> Guys, this is part of building a business and building a partnership, right? So all day long, Iman and I, like, we're like, we cook at tailgates. We do things. We both have our own knife rolls. We are handy with steel. There is a knife in Iman's collection that Bridget's not allowed to touch. There's two. There's two. The slicing knife is one of them. Oh, yeah. That one's a big danger. So this is what you... I mean, this thing is meant to be able to very easily slice a steak right down the center in a single stroke. It has to be razor sharp. It's a brisket slicer. No, it's a brisket slicer. Yeah, yeah. that's right, because it's the extra thick one. Yep. So with that in mind, this is what I'm using to carve these steaks. And her frenetic energy just would not allow Bridget to leave it alone. And there was a couple times where I go, Bridget, you don't have to clean that. Stop it. Put it down. Leave it alone. Doesn't she cut herself at the end of it? Trying to wash the knife. Yep. Very believable. <laughs> so now we're running around trying to find bandages for her. And I don't know how bad it is. And I'm already, but I'm not worried. I'm mad. Bridget, if you're listening to this, I was never worried about your safety. I'm willing to admit that. I was angry that it happened in the first place because the way I looked at it was this costs us time. If this yeah. had happened at the wrong moment, it could derail the entire thing. Yep. This whole event and the scheduling and all the stuff that we've planned and the way we've blocked out the actual the, the judging and everything else could be thrown into jeopardy because you injured yourself doing something that 
no one here thinks you're qualified to do in the first place. Is the juice worth the squeeze in every situation? Exactly. And so that was my low point was, but but it was, we, but we talked about it Mm -hmm. and I was like, Bridget, do you understand? You're a type A personality. So am I. We're doers. We don't ask. We just do things. Can we all just agree that sometimes you listen to the things that Iman and I are telling you? Yeah. Because it's for everybody's benefit. It was a great growing moment, I think, for us as partners to have that stress and run into those roadblocks. Yeah. But it was one of those moments. Of the, it was the only thing of the day that went wrong. When I finally, because I was working on the, I was getting the final numbers together. And she cuts herself. I can't, I can't engage because I'm, we're against the clock. And then finally, you guys are gone. I get up and the one judge, she's like, a lot of blood in there. <laughs> so I went in and cleaned up the blood and everything. So that was cool. Look at you being a gentleman. Didn't the, didn't tell anyone. You know, just took care took care of the business. The high Moved point on. of the day, besides what Iman touched on earlier, the camaraderie of the event, guys. If you've ever thought, like th- that's the thing, like the camaraderie of the event made the whole thing. Just seeing all the people talking to each other, making friends with each other. They don't know each other, but they're talking in from tent to tent, site cook site to cook site. All of these people are here because they're excited about this, and they're kind of the same way tailgaters do at a Bills yep. game making friends amongst themselves because they realize they have a shared passion for something. And that's what brought them to that spot. Yep. So in that way, this thing was a lot like tailgating and you got to see people take that passion and kind of start to build relationships through it. And that I thought was amazing. Yeah. But the highlight of the day for me was being on the stage with, what would you say? A hundred people. Yeah. Who stuck around to watch the award ceremony and the lights and the stage like the SCA event we went to didn't have as nice of a stage set up as we did. We outdid them. That was amazing. We outdid Erie lights and we had we had a sound just a giant PA system. We had everything you could ask for. It was an amazing experience being on the stage and watching the excitement on the faces of the winners when they came up to get their stuff and just knowing like our work facilitated that moment. Yep. Get people getting to meet Reed like it's the greatest thing. Now, I maybe I take that for granted, but meeting Reed for the first time and saying, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yep. I'm here. I'm winning stuff. I'm in front of people, friends, family. It's amazing. And that was the highlight for me. Now, one one thing we're going to do here is I want to like because obviously you can hear it from our point of view. We're going to love this thing because it was our event. I want you to hear it from somebody who. Not just participated, but who pulled off one of the closest and maybe, can I say, bigger upsets? And so as Iman refills our glasses, we're happy to bring to the show the grand champion of the first ever Grills Mafia (laughs) backyard throwdown competition, Mr. Joe Christopher. Joe, how you doing tonight? What's up, guys? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Oh, we're well. Yeah. A little, we're, we're drinking Wild Turkey 101, so you can't be doing bad. Oh, this is some of the best. All, it used to be value whiskey, not anymore. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff. So here's what I want to ask you. We've been talking about our experience throwing this thing and just our highs and our own personal lows running an event like this for the first time. For you being a competitor, and obviously you're no stranger to this, we met you at the SCA event in Erie. Uh, it turns out you're actually friend friend of Chad Dinaminisis, who's a buddy yes. of ours. What was your afternoon and experience like as a cook coming to this event? 
Oh, it was a great time. Honestly, this was one of the. I've only done a few cooks, but you know, competitively. But this was this was smooth, man. You guys did a great job. It was a, a lot of fun. It, it, we met some great people, and we learned a lot. It was, it was really a great time. The vibe. The thing I noticed walking around is that the vibe between you and the other cooks, like it seemed like everyone was pretty loose. You guys I saw you guys talking to each other a lot. You know, people wandering back and forth, talking about things. Were, were, did, did, is that the vibe you got being a part of it? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think you know, getting there early. You know, like you, you, you let us get there at eight in the morning. You know, and then a couple of the guys when we first got there, they're like, "Oh, they got us here pretty early." But I think that helped because you get there, you get set up, and then that gives you time to meet people, talk to them, get to know at least their first name. You know, and then you meet them at the cooks meeting again, and then that gives you time, you know, to talk to them, get to know people. You know, so I, I think that really helped out. Yeah, we wanted to get you guys there early to get set up too. So, because you guys are setting up a cook station, you got want to make your home for the day, and we had the Renaissance Festival going on. <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know I didn't know what kind of shenanigans were going to be going on with that. This is like we want to get in and set up and run our show before the people with the costumes are showing up <laughs> and the vendors. Yeah, I think the earlier the better. You know, it, it gives us time just to get set up, and once you're set up, then it's, you know it's game time. You yeah, we were in a, hang out. In that tight little street too that we were on, it's just like we'll make sure everything, everyone's happy. Got it's all about make. It was like a tailgate, making your little tailgate. Yeah. Home. Oh, it, it was great. It was great. I I had a time in my life, man. So now, in terms of the actual execution of the competition, what's the if you had to be, because obviously you won the whole thing. You know, you won the whole thing. Well, we, we got we got lucky. We got lucky. <laughs> and Iman was saying it was one of the closest things he's ever seen. So, so do you want the, I? So I put the scores in there. And you were the final box judged. And the guy who got second and everything, he had it in the bag through eight other teams. And then here came yours. And you got perfect taste. The judges never agreed on nines on everything except your last box. So your sausage turn-in was the thing. Because, guys, for those of you listening, we did steak and sausage for this competition. You had to make a steak, and then you had to create a sausage dish. And these guys were wildly creative. But Joe's, when I saw it, I was like, Joe, I was going to text you and kind of break your balls a little bit, but I figured I'd wait till you <laughs> found out you won. I was going to say, hey, you do know that as part of the, uh, like, now that you won, part of that means you got to give me the recipe for whatever the hell you just made. <laughs> I'm not shy. I'll give it to you guys, you know? Because <laughs> I, I didn't even get to see what you had because it was, like, in the midst of it all. It was a waffle with the sausage, like, with a queso. Right, so grilled waffle. Wait, wait, did you guys make the waffles on site, Joe? Joe why don't you explain yeah. to him how you made the dish that won you the whole thing? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was, so I knew I wanted, to, I didn't know what I wanted to do, actually. So I was, I was talking to my buddy, Sean, and I was like, you know, what are we going to do? The sausages? I don't ever, I haven't cooked a sausage link in two or three years. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we going to do? You know? So I, I said, I've been making queso for the first time. I go, you know what? Let's just, let's see that. And I was going to actually pull the sausage out of the casing, but then I go, no, I want the, you know, I want them to taste the sausage. It's, it's the main thing. Let's, let's let them taste it. And I, but I didn't know what I wanted, you know, on the bottom. And I, I, I just, I said, you know what, chicken and waffles, let's try sausage and waffles. Let's see where it goes, you know? And then it ended up working out, you know, but, uh, the queso, queso simple and, uh, it's all, it, it ended up being good. Honestly, I was actually surprised, you know, on, on how good it was when we tasted it after. Cause we never, I never practiced it. Anything. I just, we threw it together. And then after when we tasted, it, I was like, wow, that's actually pretty good. That's one of the, that's good. That's going to be one of the most frustrating things for other people who like really thought out their sausage just to hear. They're going to be like, wait a minute. I lost to a guy who was just like, fuck it. I'll try something. But but I wanted but what I did I wanted to keep it with like something that comes off a grill that you would do it like a tailgate, you know. So it I, I knew it, it, I knew it would be good, but I didn't know you know I, I was nervous about the waffle. I really was. Dude, you got perfect taste scores from those judges who never agreed on anything all day. <laughs> like that, that's how you know that what whatever your thought process was going into that. Bravo! It was it was a stroke of genius. Now, here's we just got done talking about our own personal highs and lows. The low for me was when his wife cut her hand and we had to go find her a fucking Band-Aid. Like, oh, my God. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, you didn't even know about she, that. She was washing the slicing knife. The slicing I, I forbid knife, her from touching at home. It's like, lady, you're not allowed to touch this. Why do you think you should be cleaning it? Stop touching it. And I warned her two or three times, and then she cuts herself. It's like, all right, well, we got to deal with this. So you guys had no idea this chaos was going on behind the scenes. That's why I love getting both sides of this. Like, you guys had this day. Yeah, you guys had it so smooth. I'm telling you, we were we were good. Like, we were a little bit panicked, but everything seemed like it was going well, and I'm always thinking Murphy's Law. I'm assuming something's going to go wrong. And then when it didn't, the funniest part was talking to you. I bummed a beer off you. I bummed a beer off you, and then you and your, is that your brother who you competed with? No, everybody kept saying that. He's, he's just my buddy. My okay. buddy Sean. Well, you look like you could be family. <laughs> so the two of you came in to use the bathroom, and I remember you saying that, like, you you asked Iman something about the scores, and his response made you think you did poorly? <laughs> oh, so I asked, so after, so uh, he, he mentioned something. He's like, oh, you know, just don't worry. We're going to make sure in, like, a couple of days we're going to post the scores, you know, online. And when we walked out, I'm like, Sean, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. The fact that he's not like more excited to tell us what we got tells me that we're probably somewhere near you the bottom. And I was, I wasn't like, at, like digging, like, hey, you know, how, you know, how to go. But he, he just brought it up, like, hey, you know, we're gonna be doing this at this time. But you know, the guys who don't place, so we're gonna post them, you know, online in a couple of days. You know, when you guys get time, because you guys had a lot going on. But uh, no, yeah, well, here's what's up. funny, Joe, is that like for those I'm gonna. Full transparency. You and I both competed. You, I, Iman, we all competed at the SCA event in Erie back in yeah. uh, back in June and or July. So I, it was July. It was July. Yeah, it was July. It was and July. this is what I loved about that day. 
you tasted the steak we made and then we're like, oh, I got to punch up my seasoning for the next turn in. And then you finished last and we just stayed at 37. Like we both got, we just both got kicked yeah. in the face. Oh, we, yeah, we, we, you know, it was, that was a learning experience in itself. But and, did, and you know, the biggest, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. did you look at your, our scores were not bad. It was just like 25 other teams were like near perfect. Like you had to, you had to have like appearance, texture, taste, you had to have it all. Dude, we were like two points away from being top 15, all of us. So it, what, was a, it was a yeah, meat yeah. grinder there. Well, uh, so our first day, really what happened with us, our first day, I was happy with our first day, but we, you know, we've never done a competition like that before. So we turn it in, we taste our second steak that you don't turn in. And we're, we're tasting it, and the guys are like, yeah, it's kind of bland, kind of bland. And I'm like, all right, let's step up. You know, on the next day, we got to step up, step up the seasoning. Well, we went overboard. We went, you know, we, we overcompensated, you know. And that's, that was the biggest thing we learned was, like, kind of stick to what you know, you know. So what was we the, actually did better with our – Well, so for being a winner this, week, this, this past weekend, what do you think was the biggest mistake you made here? I would say, well, so tenderness has been my biggest thing. You know, I've, again, I've, I've only competed a few times. I've only been judged a few times. But tenderness is what i got to work on with the steaks. And I don't, I, you know, I, I really don't tenderize the steaks. I, I put them in a, you know, in a, in a, like a marinade or something before I season them, you know, and that. But I, I, I tenderize them, really, is what i got to do. Uh and that's that that and then but it's, it's it all comes down to the seasonings you know you gotta you gotta get the seasoning right and you know you gotta give something that the judges how, want to taste how'd you do on tenderness on the steak i can't remember well i i, think I the, didn't i didn't it, that was that was one of, i mean t- i still would have even if my tenderness was better the taste second or first they had me with taste they, you know they still beat us because you guys but, got um, but you got third steak because you did, yeah. Well, yeah. that's how we that's how we leapfrogged for the grand champion. Yeah, because your sausage just leaped frogged everybody. But but so your well, steak yeah, yeah, wasn't we, bad. It was just that the other guys incorporated. And here's what I was going to say: you put out. I knew what steak was yours the second I saw it because I saw you cooking on a PK grill. I knew that you were going to be the only one who turned in a steak with those sear marks. I knew it. So with that in mind, I looked at that and I saw the judges judging your steak, and I knew it just based on what you were cooking on the same way I knew one of our competitors was going to do poorly because he was putting orange zest on his stick. He literally put orange, fresh grated orange on a stick that doesn't cook down. It just gets bitter. Like it's not yeah. like lemon zest. It's not lime zest. It's, I, it's orange. I, I, I've never had that before. Yeah. Well, you're lucky you didn't have this yeah. one because the judges did not like it. <laughs> there was a lot of texture hate in the judging. <laughs> there on, was on a the steaks. There's a live lot and, of love. Live and learn. Live and learn, though. That's you know. That's, that's it. That's what this is yeah. all about. That's and that and and that's what made it. You know, and that a lot from a lot of the guys there. You know, and and even that. I, I think the guy that might have done that. He uh, he gave me the best uh, dough recipe ever. You know, um, I think that's the same guy that made the pizza. And his dough, he's got a good dough recipe. Well, see, and that's the point of this, is that we're trying to build a community. Not just a, hey, we're going to compete against each other, and then we all wash our hands and walk away. We're trying to build a community of people who enjoy doing this enough, they want to show up and do it a lot, and learn from each other. Get to get to know what the other guys are going to do, so you can try to learn and one-up them. This is what 
a, a barbecue society or a competition yeah. society it looks like. Oh, I want, I want to give a shout out to the, he was the first guy to show up. I think it was Joe Jankowski. Yes. That guy, yeah. he finished fourth, fourth, fourth oh, with super strong no. turn-ins. Yeah. And, and I never, his, uh... <laughs> he never got a call. He was so damn close. But he'll he'll show. Hopefully, I hope he shows up to the next ones, and he's he's gonna do well. He's gonna do well. His, his, uh, it was a ravioli he did, I believe. Yes, right? yep. That stuff lost good. by it like a, that stuff lost by like point two, and that's it. Like it, everything was so tight between you guys. Now, for me, I was talking about my high point of the day, and for me, it was just being on the award stage and getting to watch you guys get called. <laughs> with like a hundred people in attendance, what was it like hearing your name be called as the grand champion for this event? Well, well, I mean, oh, I mean, it was great. It was a great time. I, I've known my buddy Sean for a long time, and just for us to just show up and you know, we 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 came there not with an expectation to win. You know, we just came there to have fun, and which we did. But no, it was great. It, it was great, you know. And but it was good to see everybody else too. Everybody else's names that were called. And just to see the excitement, you know, and, you you know, some of the guys there were with their wives or their girlfriends and see them take a picture with them. It was great. You know, everybody was happy. And it just, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see it spread around a little bit, too, you know. <laughs> Did, Joe, here, here's what I love. You could have used this as a platform to just pat yourself on the back, and you didn't. It tells me everything I need to know about you as a guy. If I didn't already like you, I love you now. You're... <laughs> I, <laughs> That and the fact that all I did was ask you for a beer, and you were like, "Yeah, sure." I met this guy. It's like any tailgate. Like I actually <laughs> felt bad that I didn't offer you one earlier, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Joe, and I I just hope that like people hear your experience and a little bit about what you learned, and it incur like if you had anything you would say to somebody who's flirting with the idea of competing, but they're not sold on it. What would you say to them? I would say. If you hear about an event and you're available, show up, compete. Because uh, we did one KCBS competition. We weren't ready for it. We signed up, me and Mike, a couple buddies that, you know, that do it. And uh, so we started practicing and we ended up, we ended up placing in ribs. You know, there was four meets, we ended up placing ribs. We didn't do that well overall, but we had a great time. We learned a lot. We met a lot of people. And there's different things like you, you worry about, well, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing or what if I forget this? If you forget something, there's always somebody there that has it. It's not, it's a competition, but it's a friendly competition. So you're going to learn a lot. You're going to make some new friends and you're going to have the time of your life. That's what I would say. <laughs> Joe, I love you and I can't wait to see you at the October event. Yeah, I think we're gonna have ribs at that event. So I, I hope we do. I really, I hope we do. I, I like cooking ribs. Um, hey, hey, Joe, but, how, uh, how how much time you need for ribs? Uh, for me, uh, I mean, I if I'm doing ribs, I'm probably gonna do them on my drum. So it, I mean, I could do them in two and a half hours if I want. But that's what, okay. I would say. On it, I would say. I would say most people, though, depending on what they're cooking on, they're gonna need probably four hours. Yeah. But, so um, we're looking. We want to do another one day up, one day down. So I'm thinking of starting that thing, like having ribs turn in around three thirty. Yep, you start yeah. around nine thirty. Yeah, maybe depending on what meat you have, maybe make the the ribs the last turn in, just to yep. give guys time. Especially yeah. the guys that might not, you know, they, they might fall behind just because they're not used to the other turn ins with the other meats, depending on what kind of, you know, cookers they're cooking on. But uh, 
Hey, we're, know, we're talking it's be a good time either way. We're talking chicken ribs, anything pumpkin. That's where it's at right now. It's going to be a fun I like event. It. I it's, like it. And chicken's my downfall, so this will give me a reason to get better at chicken. So, so I like it. What would you do, chicken? What What are you going to pick? If If I'm just if like anything chicken, just or like a chicken dish. You got to pick a protein. Well, this is it. So, so I guess if I'm going to table this conversation, it's think about this, Joe. Yep. There's going to be chicken. There's going to be ribs. There's going to be pumpkin stuff. We have we have big ideas for this October event. I can't wait to flesh them out. I look forward to talking to you more about some of these things as we develop the actual competition rules. Because I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about how we should structure this. I'm just happy that you came on tonight to talk to us about this. That you, first of all, I'm happy you won. Like, I'm happy just knowing you, you and having met you before. <laughs> yep. To get to see you as excited as you were as I'm standing there holding that stupid Ferguson jersey over my face because oh, I had to get it high enough. <laughs> I, I went to Drew. I'm like, hey, the guy who won it all, is, it's your bud. It's this guy. I was like, I, <laughs> he goes, that's your friend. I go, friend? I, I mean, I guess I, I've met him once. So, sure. Yeah, dude, we've texted. I, I guess he's my well, buddy. You're, you're- you're stuck with me now, man. Exactly. And that's the point of this. I love this community. I love what we're building. I just can't wait to see you again out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I, and, and seriously, uh, shout out to you guys. You guys did a great time or a great job, and uh, we all had a great time. And I know everybody else that cooked had a great time. And uh, I really look forward to seeing how this whole thing grows and uh, you know see what it turns into. All right, guys. So there you have it. Barbecue competition at its finest. Uh, we did, look, look, everybody walked away from this film like a winner. We didn't suck. You can't, you can't do any better than that. No. And I feel like this podcast has been a win for a pilot episode, so I better get out before anything bad happens. Let's do that. Hey, guys. Get out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Iman Azizi. And just remember, it's always sunny. Always. In South Buffalo. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.